0: Hello, welcome back to Plant Chat. It's only been a couple of days, hasn't it? Wow, nice to see you back again. We're joined by an illustrious guest. You thought it was Aaron Keller who was in charge of the entirety of Overwatch, secretly behind the scenes. John Spector controls everything. You think he's just involved in the league. No, he balances your game. He creates your maps. He does it all. (laughs) He just works in the shadows. It's like Varus from Game of Thrones, where he's just lurking in the shadows, (laughs) just whispering in the
1: ears of hero pools <laughs> and then
2: eventually burned by a dragon at some point. <laughs> <laughs> well hopefully not i mean that would that would be a crazy turn of events
1: yeah don't mess with yeah
2: all
0: right well yes thank you for joining us john is uh vp of overwatch league vp of esports at overwatch league something like that right is the title I'm gonna. About right. I'm gonna keep beefing it. He's essentially, you know how all of the teams have GMS. He's the GM of the Overwatch League. So we're gonna go through a bunch <laughs> of the different decisions that were being made. I mean that's that's pretty fair, right? That's that's essentially it. He makes all the I big think decisions. Your first take
2: was better, actually. Not sorry, not your first take, where I secretly run Overwatch from the shadows. Your second
0: take. <laughs> okay, we'll stick with that one then. But we wanted to kind of pick your brains, and it's a good it's a good time to do so, I think, because it's the end, or it's close to the end of the first quarter. So each th- this this year, the format was designed very differently to the previous years. Like last year, you had to pivot, at kind of right in the middle, away from a homestand model, then to online, and then you tried to incorporate tournaments, and it felt like each time it was just trying to find a system that worked at the last minute. Whereas this season, you had a whole off-season to really figure out what the best possible model would be with it all being online. Are you are you happy with how it's actually worked out in practice so far?
2: Yeah. Three weeks in now, we're we're feeling pretty good about it. Like, I think the... The May Melee matches this week should be awesome. The ones we just had on, on Knockout Sunday were really good. I think the broadcast just generally has been a lot better this year now that we've had the time to sort of adjust to being in this remote production environment, get get you guys on your green screens and all of that stuff. So I'm, I'm generally feeling really good about it.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, the, yeah, I uh, got my green screen up. Uh, Josh, Josh
0: gets to go. Sit in Kurt's living room. Just take that over. <laughs> yeah, it's it's i yeah, I don't have the beautiful green to match with my pink like Jonathan does.
3: Oh yeah. I, I mean I got a small office, but I, I have two I record different content. So I got two different green screens now. <laughs> it's Wait, why it's do you incredible. Well, because when I do the power rankings, I can't stand. So I have to move the current camera I use now to like where my keyboard is, and I have to use this one. So I I, I got two or three different office setups that I alternate between for That's to incredible. maximize the this production cool. value of each individual piece of content.
2: Now? <laughs> um, i'm gonna try to find some content that requires a third green screen for you where it's like you, you can't be standing but you're also not sitting it's like you're squatting and we're, we'll get you a third green screen for that i think that. we
3: could do that uh, I, i've discussed with my girlfriend i think we're just gonna paint this room green and it's just be an entire green screen like all you know four brent walls.
0: brent actually so. that was his plan in 20 in 2020 <laughs> when he moved into his apartment he was planning on painting the walls green and turned in his entire studio apartment <laughs> yeah. into a green screen he never did because he was too lazy but it was a good yeah. idea i think yeah the uh, lighting will... would have been a problem he
1: also did live with a bench press in his kitchen that year uh, yeah, but... <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah oh, that was 2019 it wasn't it not not 2020 yeah yeah yeah,
3: but, yeah. Uh, it paid off i I, I wanted to uh, backtrack a little bit because you know we, we we're fortunate to have you here now to discuss a little bit before your next meeting but uh, I wanted to talk about what Josh mentioned the broadcast and it's very different this year um did you have any kind of approach to approaching Overwatch League this year? Changes you wanted to be made? Any kind of like special mantras or ideas you wanted to implement this year to make it different from last year? Because like the production is a bit different. Like, are there any elements that you're really proud of this year, or integrations um, that you think are a good change from last year that are like really working out so far?
2: Yeah, I think some of it is just that our team had more time to figure all of this out now, and and some of it is like. We're in our second year on YouTube and and they've made just a whole bunch of improvements. So yeah, watching yeah. in 4K has been really cool. Um clips. But I for, for me, I think in the show it's probably the, the player cams that have been
3: yeah the coolest yeah, thing. Girl. Like
2: I just I missed that so much from um from live events last year. And then even like when we first went remote, we couldn't even bring players on the show for post-match interviews. Like that's how like how far back we got set. And now it's like you're you know you're watching <laughs> The super get shattered in real time and it's it's incredible
1: yeah yeah i the the player cams have added so much more than even i guess i anticipated in the sense that like just in this first may melee we've gotten so many crazy facial reactions with plays and to marry them together i also feel like the show just has a a, a way more fun tone to it where it doesn't feel so serious and like you know, I, I think the meme of season one have to tune in because every map matters, but there were like 50 games was like it, it kind of became so serious and like daunting where I think now it's just feels way more uh, free and fun. And I think it kind of goes more with like how Overwatch is as a game for a lot of people.
2: I actually also underestimated the the player cams, like the amount of memes that have already been created from from player faces like there there was a great one from from sunday's matches that i saw you know og's reaction says he's he's decimating the opposition (laughs) he's just got this like this this pure joy um and like that that stuff i just i missed that so much from um from blizzard arena and the homestands last year so bringing that back's been awesome i I think for the show right like maybe two different things one is like the competition's just Better to to your it point about matter, yeah. like 40 matches versus 16 like they all actually do matter a lot more but also i think the the teams are better than they've ever been um we also like i mean matt you've you've been a big part of this too but going into this season we were we were really clear with everyone i think who works on the show and all of our content folks and our social folks like n- number one goal should be just have fun like let's let's laugh let's participate in the <laughs> memes more oh, geez, we, we, like we tried so hard for for a really long time i think to be like serious sports and it's like it's very clearly not that and and i think the starting with have fun like if if we're having fun i think our fans will too is has really been a big difference
1: mm. i also uh after the first week i was like how the hell did we do last season without danny Lim? I was like, how the hell was I was like, yeah. how, I was like, how is it even possible? I was like, I was like the way he's talking to the players and stuff. I was like, I was like, what did we do last year? I was like, I completely forgot. I was like, uh, just having him being able to open up, uh, especially cause he has such a good relationship with the Korean players, right? Uh, for him to be able to do a lot of those interviews and take a lot of that. We've gotten so many great moments. I know Gangnam Jin, obviously have no idea how who sideshow was. This is one of the brutal. best moments
0: of the May melee. Uh, And then uh, just... John OG DM me as soon as it mask. happened, by the way. I'm, uh, by the way, because I wasn't working that day, I'm watching the VODs and I'm watching things back and I'm like pausing and stuff. So I'm behind real time. So I didn't even realize that this had happened. The first indication that I got was John sent me a DM saying, Gundam <laughs> Jin doesn't know who you are. what the fuck? That's just getting, just getting targeted BM from all directions. Just the disrespect was unbelievable. Oh, so then I had to well, tune in. I saw it and I was like, yeah, I'm oh, in mean, fair play, unreal. Is, the best is his face and he says he
1: has no idea who you are he genuinely has like it wasn't even like a bm like he yeah. has no clue who you are like you could have been next to him at that moment he would have had no idea who you were. he, he has no idea not a
2: clue we should have tried one of your aliases we'd be like oh you, you don't know who sideshow is but how about the bald dude with no eyebrows like i, <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, think at that point he would oh well, i got yeah. it it was something like
1: do heard you remember this? season season one uh mickey from the doubt's fuel had no idea who any of us were and I just remember uh, Puckett in the in the makeup room once. Like he just pointed at me and he goes, "Mickey, who's that?" And I have I had traveled the world and casted Mickey's games in different countries and whatnot. And he looks at me like like he had seen a ghost. And <laughs> he looks up on the makeup wall because they had the names of everybody who casted that day and what games and when they needed to be ready. And he just read my name off the sheet he's like oh you're mr x it's like mickey i was like you just looked off the sheet and read that he's like no 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 he's like that's Puckett. And i was like you're reading off of the sheet you have no idea who we are one uh, of the so one,
0: one of the most fun things that the league has kind of put back in is um, it, uh, the the skins that that MMA skid that we just we just recorded an episode of Plaid Chat? We were discussing it as well. But I think something that the fans were really um, sad about at the beginning of the season was the fact that the MVP skins weren't going to be around. That was something that was announced. I don't, I can't remember whether that was the league that announced that or Team Four or something. But there was some official capacity that said, okay, MVP skins are not going to be continued after this one. But it seems like this is not a cancellation of skins that are to do with the league, it's just pivoting in a different direction. Are the two even related? I mean, it just seems like this is a broader concept that is just applying to the to the tournament cycles and the and the rewards for viewers rather than being so specifically tied to players.
2: Yeah, I think. I mean, I, I actually. I'll admit, the first time I saw the the skin name for MMA, like I, I totally didn't get the pun. I was, I thought it was um, MM for May Melee. I was like, are people really gonna get that joke? <laughs> and, and then it, it got explained to me I was like, "Oh my God, you guys are the, the smartest people that have, have ever existed. We've got like three different puns in in one skin name." Uh, but yeah, I think that's one of the things that we we wanted to do with the plan this year was really just like the four tournaments and then playoffs and finals, I think are the times this season when I think we kind of most want to be appealing to more casual fans in particular and and Mm. trying to get strong viewership numbers and and all of that. And so like, I've actually been really encouraged so far throughout the season. But my, my hope is that may melee for instance that if you're tuning in this week you have the chance to earn those Ana skins like th- those are things that we've sort of specifically set up this year with the goal of saying hey for each of those tournaments like let's let's try to bring in more casual players of the game have them watch the best matches of overwatch league that we have to offer and and hopefully win them over as fans uh, uh
1: john I- i'm gonna say something that we just recorded an episode. And when we talked about the MMA skin, Josh said he felt bad that he didn't, he was not able to watch enough to earn the Jonak skin, and we suggested he just buy Overwatch League tokens. Did you know he had no idea you can actually buy the tokens?
2: I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know you could do that. I've never tried. I mean, honestly, sort of happy either way. If if fans want to watch Overwatch League and, and earn those skins, good good for them. We appreciate their loyalty. And if if people are either busy or or Josh, then they <laughs> they can go into the store and, and, and try to buy their tokens too. Yeah, I, I resent have, that. I am both busy my and here. Josh. <laughs>
3: I, I'll have to defend my friend here because Josh is not our target audience because <laughs> from knowing him now for a few years, he 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 doesn't care about skins and anything anywhere. So I he think... doesn't understand the concept of skins and their value. So. I don't
0: get I don't get attached to them personally. Like I don't feel the desire to get them, but I can appreciate when they've been incredibly well designed. And I feel like this one, like the the um the the Fledder one that was recently released, the shock one that was like the flaming hog and stuff. Th- yeah. those were all sick and this one oh, yeah. this one as well is too i just i don't like the idea of well as well of appealing to the um to the broader aspect of it of these are some cool skins that people are going to want to get and it will indicate and kind of register in their brain that there's a big tournament going on yeah it, uh,
1: it's uh, it was something that i even saw on like the regular overwatch reddit that people are like hey this skin is awesome where you're not just creating a skin that's Great for the people who are just in the eSport. It's a skin that's just great for anybody who plays or watches Overwatch. Like if you're if you're a May player, regardless of whether you watch Overwatch League or not, you're like, holy shit, I need that skin, uh, you know. And then and then I think with uh, how our format is, I mean, you know, if you if you wanted the May skin and you tuned in this weekend and saw how crazy the games are, you're gonna want to tune in again, right? Uh, you make fans out of those people, so I think it's a really yeah. good way to uh, get people into the league and then also the fact that uh you don't have to tweet a thousand times at us we did the vote so you can get the honest skin as well you will not (laughs) you will not you are not you're not debated
0: people thought people thought that this was a
1: replacement for the honest you stop tweeting me about it yep please stop tweeting me about it (laughs)
2: I, I was talking to our marketing team last week. Like, it it honestly doesn't seem to matter, like, how many times we write in different places, how all of this works. Like, it's, it's. I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but it's increasingly clear to me that people just actually don't read. And, <laughs> yeah. so you can, like, you, you can put it in, in big, bold letters, like, everywhere. Like, this is different than the Anna skin, and, and you'll still get the, like, I thought we voted for Anna. Yeah,
1: one guy kept tweeting me and I was like, yo, man, you're going to get the Ana skin as well. You're going to get both. And he's like, well, why did I vote for Anna then? Uh, I was like, well, you're going to get the Ana skin. And he's like, but I want a special one. I was like, but but it is like there's there's no like not every hero has this skin. This would be a special skin. And I was like, I was like, you're going to get two.
3: Uh, uh, he, he wasn't having it, though. He was not. Uh, no, so you was, couldn't
0: like, persuade him. Couldn't get through to him.
3: I nah. will say there's probably more Ana fans than there are May fans, but that's just speculation from my part. So I think uh, you know pe- people had a, a bit of a gut reaction where they expected the Ana, but then saw the May. Uh, that being said, though, love the May skin. Like I'm a Reinhardt player, and I love this May skin. It's it's yeah, really good, and the pun included. I I think it's uh, phenomenal <laughs> all the way. Um, I, you know, I do hope, you know, the elitist in me hope, does hope there's some way to commemorate the champions down the line. I mean, obviously, an MVP skin is like an incredible endeavor, and, you know. You know, I understand that, you know, might not continue that, but, you know, maybe a spray or like something. I don't know.
2: Uh, we'll bring we'll them on plot the
3: chat. That'll be a good replacement for the skin. Oh,
1: really? I mean, that's yeah. like
2: that. You, you win the... You guys just won the main melee and you know what? You can now go talk to all of our talents.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a great good reward. Press. John, yeah. it, that, I mean, that's a good question though. That, John, uh, that Jonathan raises though, too. I mean, are there thought processes within the league as well to how to solve that challenge of... The MVP skin was very good at being able to showcase a personality of a player as well as just commemorate their their victory. Are there kind of plans for more of that player-driven kind of story stuff throughout the league as we go on? Obviously it doesn't have to be skin related, just other ways of tackling that same thing.
2: I mean, to to your point reinforce, like there are other ways that we're trying to look at commemorating tournament winners in the game. Like the the MMA skin, I think is is generally awesome. But you're right, like uh it it's not like a Dallas fuel skin. Hey, look, I just predicted the the fuel to (laughs) to win this weekend. Uh it's it's not a you know a Dallas uh skin or whatever else. And and I think it would be cool to find ways to sort of celebrate uh whichever team is is able to come out on top. So that's that's definitely something we've been working on too and we'll probably have have more to share about that with fans pretty soon.
0: Mm. are there any other things that you can share with us about like the future plans for skins as well like i don't think it's actually been confirmed that there's gonna be multiple iterations of these tournament skins has it did i just miss that announcement but i I think that was kind of implied no i'm kidding (laughs) i I, I try to read whenever i see (laughs) words in front of me
2: (laughs) this this one has nothing to do with josh's ability or inability to read We, we have um not confirmed future plans for for skins this year um I think people generally uh, look at what we've done in the past and and use that to draw their own conclusions. Um, cool. this this skin is clearly linked to the May Melee and, and people can speculate what they'd like about what comes next. Okay. Cool. Slideshow skin. Um I mean, hey, if that's you a think Yaki, like maybe, maybe that feels worthy of commemorating the thing. <laughs> exactly <laughs> like one yeah. wear. And that gets us into our next
0: topic fantastically. Thank you very much for that segue because your boy's taking on Yaki and John, <laughs> I am going to destroy him. And I don't know what that says about the league, but I'm going to murder the young boy. I'm going I mean, to take that's... him out there and I'm going to roll him around in the Faro 1v1 and I'm, he, his mental is going to be shattered right be before violent. he plays the biggest tournament of his career and they're going to
2: lose. I'm sorry. I'm going to boom the Florida mayhem. So I, I know that you've already got a good amount of money on the line here i wonder i'll have to ask our legal team like are we allowed to make side bets on this (laughs) Uh, i i would be willing to give decent odds on on like getting one or two kills or 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 maybe even decent odds on like any direct rocket hits whatsoever i think i think can actually try
0: this time you have so little faith in me I, who He's who really does scary. have the faith in you? Yeah, he is incredibly good. He is ridiculously Pickham's
1: good. Tiebreaker.
3: <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine? We decided Pickums <laughs>
2: via the sideshow yaki rocket duel. I mean. <laughs> I I would if if it were possible to add that to the website right now I, I would add a <laughs> each of their two scores as a tiebreaker that would be very fun tell tell us more though about the concept
0: of this 1v1s and like why why you guys are doing these because normally they'd be rever- reserved for some all-star weekend that's just somewhere around the playoffs and that's when you would do all the fun shit but it's it's that's not the case this year it's a different format probably is
2: um kind of the opening night of each of the four tournament weekends to try to do some fun special stuff and and to pull like this tournament in part because we just like may melee puns like we were like oh like it's melee like let's do fight night and, right, and right. have you know different 1v1s or whatever else like I, I, I'm hopeful that the team will come up with jousting related competitions for for the June joust all that, that what kind of jousting related not, competitions not are there <laughs> like we we've, <laughs> had talks, so we've had some wild talks
1: we've had some wild have
2: you have you figured this out yet? Yeah, the the problem huh. like there was a a meeting some number of months ago when we decided it was going to be the June joust and i was like you know what like if we're doing this we we have to full commit to it it's it's only a good name if there's actual <laughs> yeah. jousting and and we were like oh we could we could go to medieval times or we could we could try to get, you know, players jousting. And I think all of those players ideas jousting. have been rejected at, at yeah. this point, but we're still yeah. looking. I think I, there's I probably think there are a health and safety
0: times. risk with players jousting, isn't there? Uh,
2: like, uh, <laughs> they're out. Yeah, they're it, out. I mean, you know. Problematic. I wanted, like, like you could get, like, foam lances and stuff. Sure. Like, that That felt like it could be yeah. workable. Yeah. Just get the talent
0: to joust instead. It doesn't matter if they get a splinter in their eye. <laughs> Whatever. they They can still work. As long as you don't cut the larynx, you're fine. Yeah, the, the amount of times that we've had chats about like these type
1: of events, and I think I've had a thought and I've just started it off with this may sound stupid, but hear me out. And just You should preface it, all it, your just ridiculous like stuff. That. Yeah, I yeah, I, I should just I should just start all of my emails with like a little signature that says, Hey guys, this may sound stupid, and then just, just go into <laughs> the, the next of the paragraph. Uh no, nah, I mean, yeah, if you name something the the June joust, you have to do some kind of joust uh I, I don't know what it is uh it, c- can a can we do a risa jousting can we uh can we get horses for you and bren to joust each other in the road i don't know we we can figure something out though sure
2: yeah we can maybe we put out a you know a call to all the workshop creators come up come up with the version of, of overwatch jousting joust.
0: <laughs> Are you, um... <laughs> we're
2: definitely committed to the concept like there were a bunch of other j alliterations we had i think there was like go you know, with a june jubilee there were there were a whole bunch of non-jousting things and at some point i was like nope we're we're doing jousting people can make fun of me personally for that and, <laughs> and we will find a way to make it work
3: there has to be a custom game mode where you can ride orisa's right so you could have one player control <laughs> the movement and another one control that. the riding. Yeah, if if that exists,
2: that feels like the answer here. So, and if that doesn't exist, to do some work. Why, if that doesn't why, why, why exist, do someone I needs to make it. I
3: have a role like Matt in the company? I, I should be giving all the ideas, clearly. Mm, you
1: just said they should bench Violet in the last episode. I don't think you <laughs> don't. should be giving it any ideas. <laughs>
3: Context matters, Matt. Context you, you, matters. <laughs> bench Violet? I know, don't, it's unbelievable, don't. isn't it? It's unbelievable.
2: Oh, so sure, you're, you're going to take, oh. take the literal best Overwatch player that has ever been created. The guy, the guy is is I I, I think actually the most talented player in the world, <laughs> and and you're going to make the San Francisco Shock better by saying don't play him.
3: You're you're missing the critical context here. It's the, the Ewing uh, effect. Matt is not representing his coworker and They're... colleague as well as he should.
1: <laughs> so so I'd have to look into this more, but there seems to be a Arisa jousting mode where uh, you could select from three champions to ride Arisa. Uh, there you go. Being Reinhardt, Torbjorn, or Brigitte. Reinhardt? Uh, and basically, you ride around, yeah, basically you ride around and try and beat the crap out of each other until you knock the rider off of the horse <laughs> via some certain amount of damage you do. And then, And then as soon as you're off of your horse, you have very little HP. And you can just get trampled, uh, which seems like seems like if this right. is a thing, has some legs. they
2: uh, like move uh, move faster, like like if it's Reinhardt writing, they move slower than if it's, oh if it's my Lucio. like what is, is that? this? Is this like Mario Kart? Oh no, yeah, yeah this is
1: around. it. Yeah, Kurt yeah. found a video of it and I now mean, is- Riding a in the third person—that uh, oh looks insane. Is that's... that a Dallas Fuel Arisa being <laughs> ridden by a Reinhardt? Yeah,
0: that's pretty Whoa. phenomenal. That is truly ridiculous, but yeah, also hilarious. Uh, is this the what's the um what's the aim of the one v ones though, John? Is it a celebration of? Uh, just good players or are you looking to have like serious grudge grudge matches decided if some teams or players actually had some beef would you send them in for an all-stars 1v1 and like hype it up like a serious like a you know like the the celebrity youtube drama boxing match kind of thing
2: (laughs) is that something that you'd want to do as well started from a place of like let's have Fun, but it's—I mean, this is mostly just about doing cool stuff for fans that—that's yeah. a little bit different than the usual six v six, like super sweaty, serious Overwatch. So, if there's some fun grudge match or or whatever, like I'm I'm totally game for for trying to find a way to do that too. But I, I think a lot of it starts from just let's let's go have some fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, that sounds pretty sweet. All right. The the big thing on the horizon though is Hawaii, and I know that you're. Have you already packed your bags?
2: I, I've got. I won't move my camera. I've got like a total mess on my um my office floor now. That's like a a half packed Hawaii bag. Um, <laughs> and and I'm flying uh, early tomorrow, so it's uh, mm. yeah, I've I've got some work to do tonight. I mean, by the time
0: this episode goes out, you will actually be in Hawaii, I think, rather than uh, talking about it because we're going to release this a little bit later. But can you run us through some so. of the setup for how or that actually I'll, or I'll works? I'll be like
2: stuck at the airport
0: somewhere or, or... <laughs> some. Some other yeah, thing. I mean, but
2: yeah, hopefully I'm in you Hawaii.
0: You don't have to think too darkly. You're going on a you're going on a short airplane flight. Let's not consider the worst case
2: scenarios here. You're just going to make I've it got safely. Short he's flight, flight. He's in, well,
1: he's he's on the east coast. Yeah, a I short have flight.
2: Hours on airplanes tomorrow. It's it's going to be not very fun. I forgot
0: how big America was actually. Yeah, that's not a short flight at all, is it? I I keep thinking about you being positioned in Los Angeles, but uh, that's. Even that isn't that short. It's still like four hours or something. Can you run us through how the process works though? Like what do you do when you're there? How does the tech setup work? What's the practice environment like? How what, what does it actually physically involve setting up an event like this in Hawaii?
2: Yeah, it's um it's been a lot of work that I will take very little credit for. Like our, our events and IT and CompOps folks have been pretty much doing everything here, but Um, We've had a couple of folks from the Blizzard side flew out uh, Sunday or or Monday. They're setting things up at at the University of Hawaii on their Honolulu campus. So we've basically got um, access to two different competition rooms and they've both got like a dugout next to them. We're setting those all up with computers and, and the players will have access to them to practice before the match day. And then on each of of thursday friday saturday they'll show up they can you know do their warm-up scrims before they play and then they'll actually compete from the campus um so the the, mayhem and Fuel are are flying out i think sort of you know prepping to do so as as we talk now so they also should be there uh when this airs if i haven't horribly jinxed them but we've (laughs) we've just we've done um a lot of work, like flying into Hawaii, is actually pretty complicated right now. You need um, a, a negative COVID test that you have to bring with you, and you have to register with the state before you travel to get like a QR code that they scan at the airport. Right. And there is like an app that you have to be tracking your your health symptoms while you're there. So there, there's a whole bunch of of pretty complicated logistics stuff, but ultimately you know, once the teams are, are there and settled in, they'll have these great spaces to compete from and, and get ready to go for Thursday.
0: Yeah, that's pretty sick. Uh, the other question I wanted to ask, based on the logistics as well, is how on earth do you manage to turn around? Like a team like the Florida Mayhem or, or the Dallas Fuel, I've only figured out that they're going yesterday. Like as of recording this, we're recording on Monday. They only found out yesterday because they only played the bloody games yesterday. So how on earth do you get that kind of turnaround when there's like you have to have a negative does everybody that's participating in the knockouts already have to have already taken a test so that they can provide the negative so that they can go like how far in advance does this have to all be planned out
2: yeah i'm I'm sure the other um 10 teams in the in the west are thrilled with all the work that they had to do now that they don't get to go to hawaii but right. yeah they they had to pre plan a lot of this stuff so we we've for a couple of weeks now had like all of the teams needed to have a travel plan that they had put together. And like, these are the flights that we'll take and this is the hotel that we'll stay at and all of that. And and some of the teams even like, you can sort of hack the system a little bit. If you book flights on a Friday, like the 24 hour cancellation window is open until Monday. Uh, so a lot of the teams oh. like went and booked their flights on Friday, then saw if they qualified on Sunday and then, Oh, like we actually need those flights or, or we're canceling them. And then, they'd all already mapped out like where they were going to go get their COVID tests and places that had quick turnaround times. And so, right, right. um, uh, you know, I think a couple of teams actually had, had already gone and gotten tested technically before they qualified yesterday. Just, y- right, you can right. see, um, which teams were confident that they would prevail based on, uh, <laughs> on how many of them had actually booked booked stuff. But then like last night, Sunday night, right after, uh, the, the fuel outlaws match, we had a call with both, the fuel and and mayhem staff to sort of once again walk through all of the logistics of travel and make sure that they were set to go and and that everything was was in good shape.
0: Yeah, pretty sick. How how um, how uh, happy have you guys been so far with the systems that you've set up in place to facilitate these kind of interregional play as well, like the the ping the like artificial ping system between the. Um, na and the eu teams that's currently going on the hawaii system that's happening is it all progressing as you guys had uh, planned out it's hard to tell from our point of view honestly
2: none of these things are perfect and, and you've still got the like occasional hey my isp was not working well today type type stuff that's going to happen I, I mean i've said to our team like even going into opening weekend, I was like, you know, even if we execute everything perfectly, like there's, there's going to be like a power outage somewhere or some other thing out of our control. So I think all the stuff that's been within our control and in, in those systems has worked really well. Like I've been happy about that. I think uh, feedback from players so far has been positive around it. It's, it's not perfect, but I think like within our control, we've set up a system that levels the playing field as much as we can. and, um, I think ha- has been part of what's contributed to to a good feeling about competitive integrity and, and fairness among the teams that we're not saying, like to give a, a pretty common example. And, and thankfully, you know, they, they, they didn't uh, like, like the teams were good sports about all of this last year, but if the gladiators played Washington last season, like the gladiators were at the 80 or 90 ping and, and Washington was at whatever, you know, the 30 or 40 based on, on where those servers were and, and this year now it's 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 fair yeah And so i, I think that's been helpful for sure
0: yeah,
1: yeah and there, there's some things that you can only get so close like uh there's no way to to go to europe and lower their pings uh it's just like their ping's gonna be what it is but like john mentioned like you get it as close as possible to each other and create the the fairest matchup right where yep uh you especially with the situation you're in with online and uh you know covid and everything you just can't uh I'm, I'm sure we would love to have the the european players just like you know sit in new york or somewhere Or hey everybody go to <laughs> yeah. go to like call of duty everybody just sits there in dallas i uh, you know the the team's based in la everybody's in dallas <laughs> like uh but but uh just for the global league you just can't do that right so yeah. it's the really the best option it's actually crazy that the option's even available thinking about how last year was yeah
0: i feel like just even the concept of flying teams to hawaii to play against teams in asia is truly ludicrous and would have been laughed at if anybody else had proposed it at any prior time in esports. It was like, I mean, it's like when people are just like, well, just go to Iceland when you're trying to play between... Just use a server in Iceland. That'll help playing between EU and NA. It's been, you know, it it geographically makes sense, but it doesn't actually work out like that in reality. I'm still amazed that we're doing it now. It's still ridiculous. I mean,
2: technically, it looks like go to Iceland might actually work pretty well for for one of our competitors, too. Like, it's... You know, I, I think, um, the, the innovation that we've seen from all of the different like tournament organizers and developers in trying to figure out how you run global events right now is, is, is generally just like pretty cool. I think we can all learn from each other, but yeah, Hawaii, yeah. Like we we feel pretty good about that plan and and not least because I'm excited to go to Hawaii myself, but like (laughs) it just, it, it. I think it works really well, but also it's, um I think it kind of in some ways only works for, for a game like Overwatch, where we also have the artificial latency system, and so we can make a Tokyo server fairer, even though Korea would connect to Tokyo faster than Hawaii does, and then also I think Overwatch generally, at that like 80 to 90 ping plays really well where some games don't
0: yeah yeah so like i don't
2: think this is a solution that that anyone could have done but yeah we're, we're pretty proud of it
0: yeah um can you explain a little bit going forwards about what's going to be different for the june joust we know that there's going to be hero pools can you explain anything about like how that's going to be implemented or anything new that's going to be happening that we haven't seen so far in the league yet
2: the biggest stuff for June Joust is going to be just basically that during the break we re we kind of refresh all the competitive settings. So it's like we'll get a new patch for Owl. Um, mm, yeah, we'll get a new map pool. So you know you'll start to see some of the maps that we now haven't in in a long time. I'm I'm excited to see Junker Town return personally. Oh god damn! Um, <laughs> Bloody uh, Junker I, I like that map. Um, yeah, it's I, very I, different. See Johnny's face over there, uh, but. I I think that'll be fun to to start to see some of the other maps come back. Um, And then, yeah, we're also going to be implementing the first hero pool of the season. We're planning to do that drawing shortly after Hawaii, although we're actually for, um, for kind of all of these competition details, like what maps you play in each match and the hero pool, we're deliberately like not going to tell the teams for a couple of days after Hawaii, because, hopefully that encourages them to give everyone a rest and, and a break. Like, it doesn't make sense to be scrimmaging hardcore if you don't know what maps you're playing and you don't know no, what hero bands are or things like that. So break. We're wait a couple days and, and hopefully that gets a break. Yeah.
0: That's a very interesting idea. Because, of well, course, we've tried breaks like that in the Overwatch League before and people just scrimmed through them anyway to try and get an advantage. Yeah.
1: It, it also just wouldn't be fair for the teams coming back from Hawaii uh, that if so you know, these teams had extra days to practice, prep, whatnot, and I also think uh, it's also like with the with the way that the the stage is gone and how diverse the meta is. I think it's easy to say, well, not do hero pools, but you have a new balance patch and a new set of maps. uh so you easily could find yourself in a situation where you do have you know one meta that kind of holds dominant on this map set and patch coming in to where. Uh, we've all seen in the past. I don't think you can really bank on you know, teams playing the same Overwatch, uh, a different Overwatch for, you know, 8 straight to 10 straight weeks. We we all know how it kind of goes down. So, uh, hopefully yeah, yeah. with a new map pool and hero pools for a whole tournament, uh, it, it changes everything, keeps things
3: fresh. Yeah, people are gonna insta-lock D.Va to get that uh call make damaging that's going to come in handy <laughs> the next patch we're looking forward to that uh yeah. it would that's be really funny if we actually saw some kill, like, call
2: make like, kills um yeah some, some version of like the the first time that that happens like on, honestly i want to like Pause the match and like re- replay it, and <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited for that to happen. A player like cam will be else. great for that
1: one. Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> you know, i so my games, and it's it's sort of like like you know at my not very good level of I've actually had a pretty good amount of success like sneaking around as Baby <laughs> Diva, and you, you you get behind someone and, and call neck But yeah, I mean I think like the the meta point, right? Like it's it's really easy. I think where we're sitting right now, where we're like, Hey, we just had incredible matches. The fuel played kind of whatever they wanted and stomped with it. Um, and, and to say like, Oh, you don't, you don't need hero pools is I think a pretty easy reaction. I, I guess my, part of my take is we have three years in change of experience that that suggests that like it does not matter what the balance patch is. It doesn't matter if the game is quote perfectly balanced. Like at some point the owl teams are going to break it because it's just what they do. And so <laughs> my, my instinct yeah. is, is really like, yeah, it feels like we're in a great spot in terms of meta diversity for OWL now. But I, my, my personal belief is that if you gave them another two or three weeks on the same balance, you're going to get to a stale meta at some point. And and you'll start to have the opposite, you know. Everyone saying, "Oh, we're we're so sick of watching, whatever it is," because it also like it doesn't really matter what the meta is. It, at some point, if you've watched enough matches in a row, people want to see something different.
3: Sure. Yeah. So, so to clarify, uh, the entirety of June Joust is just going to be one large hero pool, not like weekly change it up all the time. So it's just going to be one large one, and that's what we do for the entirety of June Joust, including the playoffs um, after the knockouts for June Joust, and then. Going into a Summer Showdown, we just reset back to patches. No hero pool.
2: Yeah, that's right. It's I mean, look the, like honestly, the specifics of hero pools are I think the thing that we debated the most this off season. Like we had every other detail done like weeks before, and it had just so many like which of these five different hero pool systems is is the best? And we had the one last year where it was like you do the first two weeks on a hero pool and then the tournament week isn't a hero pool. And the, the intention here was that it gives you sort of four weeks for teams to figure out like the, the first week after new balance and a hero pool, I think is kind of always just like chaos. And then you start to see a couple of, Oh, you know, we think it's like this composition or this composition in the second week. And then the third week, the teams usually have figured out what it is that they want to play and they start mirror matching each other. And then in this scenario, the fourth week is like the pinnacle of competition with whatever that meta is where you see in the tournament, like who's the best at this, who's figured it out, and you get to watch really high level play, and then we reset it again. So that, yeah. that's the intention. I, I don't think it's going to play out perfectly like that every time. But we, we also wanted to be um, cognizant of just the more, the more time that you keep. A patch the same and a hero pool the same on the one hand you start to risk things feeling stale but i don't think that's a real problem on a four-week basis and then on the other you really do give teams and players a chance to to figure out what it is that they want to do what strategies they want to run and and hopefully see really good overwatch uh
0: one final question before we let you go as well i really want to get your your uh uh, your thoughts and a little bit of extra information on What the heck is going on with the live matches that are going to be going on in China as well? Because that is an extremely exciting new chapter in terms of what's going on in the Overwatch League this season. It seems like that's the part of the world that started to open up the first. And so it's become available. And we heard, actually, I mean, the the Valiant were talking about it way back. Even before it was announced, they were talking about what part of the reason why they made that move is because they were looking to take advantage of this kind of thing. What excites you about what's coming up, and can you give some more details about what's what's happening for the people watching?
2: Yeah, so we have three events officially planned in China for the rest of the season. Um, We tried to do all three um, in like the third week of the tournament cycle, which I'll, I'll come back to in a second. I think two of them are because there were there were some scheduling challenges. But what that does it means that the regional knockouts that we just played, like those, will happen in asia with a live audience for two of the the next three tournaments which should be pretty cool in addition to those final qualifier matches just before it so it's a couple of days of of a big live event in china and like i'm I'm psyched about it i think one of the the silver linings about 2020 was that we had five of the live events that were awesome in in north america but there were none in in asia um mm. And so there's never been an Overwatch League homestand in, in China. And these will be the first three of them. Like the fans there are, are awesome. They love these teams. Um, they've been so supportive of the league. And I think now being able to bring them the, these live events in partnership with uh, Hangzhou, Shanghai, and Guangzhou just should be really cool. So there, there's still a ton of planning work going on. I think the teams will announce their venues and put tickets on sale soon. They're also doing a ton of the like COVID safety planning. I think there'll be some social distancing stuff in effect. Like they have a whole bunch of local guidelines to follow. And and probably the weirdest thing about it will be traveling from Korea to China right now is really hard. Like you have two weeks of mandatory quarantine when you land in China and then two weeks of mandatory quarantine when you go back to Korea. Oof, so right. we didn't really want to force like the Philadelphia fusion as an example to spend four, four weeks in quarantine <laughs> to play one set of live matches three times in the year. So the thing that we're trying to do is like if two of the Chinese teams are playing each other at the live event, you'll have them both up on stage and it'll look normal. But if like Hangzhou is playing the fusion uh, in that weekend, then you'll see like the Hangzhou spark up on stage and the Philadelphia fusion will have like, they'll be playing from Seoul right, right. online against them. And you'll still see all the gameplay if you're a fan in Hangzhou, like up on the big screen, but only your hometown team is going to be on the stage. So th- that'll be a little bit weird, but we thought that that was kind of the the better solution than four yeah. weeks of quarantine. Every time you want to do that.
0: It, uh, is there any information cool. on how many people are going to be at the events? The, it, did I miss that? Because when I kn- I know when we had a watch party for Guangzhou, they packed out an entire bloody mall. It was like <laughs> like multi-tiers of people just for a watch party. Like there seems to be a huge amount of fans that are um, activated to actually turn up to events.
2: Yeah, I mean the the trick here is that the teams are going to have to artificially limit capacity at right, right you know whatever it is 25 or 50 percent of the venue instead of selling every ticket um but i i think even with that we are we are talking about thousands of fans at, at these events um or i i might be misspeaking based on all the venues but i think every single one of them will have more than a thousand fans um right, right. in attendance even with the reduced capacity stuff so it, it should be really cool That um, is cool. and and I, yeah to your point like they're packing malls for watch parties so yeah i, I think these tickets go on sale and, and probably sell out within seconds that's
1: that'll yeah, awesome. be awesome to Absolutely. see well yeah because we've only seen the pictures of uh of those watch parties and stuff and yeah like you mentioned we didn't actually have any home in asia uh before covid they so the, this will be their first go at it. oh it'll be nuts yeah yeah yeah
0: all right. Well, I know that we've kept you a little longer than, uh, than we intended. So thank you very much, John, for, uh, thank you, John. for hopping on the show for and for giving us your very precious time. I'm, uh,
2: I'm going to go finish packing for Hawaii and, and hopefully, <laughs> yeah. uh, hopefully uh, the matches are awesome this weekend. Take, uh, um, I'm, I'm excited about it. Don't pack too many take bathing suits. Take a snorkel, suits, you know, just take a snorkel be... and a
0: couple of flippers because <laughs> Matt can <laughs> hook you up to, to uh, swim with some sharks. Matt's been yeah, really pushing for other people to swim with sharks.
2: Yeah, we're we're going to book it together. We'll, we'll all go <laughs> swim with the sharks together. I um, Yeah, probably more dangerous than jousting. So if we're not allowed to do jousting, I think swim with the sharks is probably off limits too. Yeah,
1: a, a Shanghai fan tweeted Swing Chip and said there is a spot to swim with sharks. And then she was like, like, are trugala. you a Shanghai fan? And, she, and then, <laughs> and then the, the, he's like, check my, check my Twitter banner. And he's got like the Shanghai Dragon stuff all over it. So yeah, there's some... Watch out, John! Don't go swimming with the sharks. You never know.
2: I don't. I don't think anyone has it specifically out for me, but I'm. I'm sure someone's mad about the honest skin. So yeah, the you know, honest maybe... skin people
0: <laughs> send you to swim with the sharks. <laughs> yeah, double check uh, everywhere you go. All right, thank you very much for coming on the show as well, and we'll have another episode of Platchat Chat coming at you on Monday.
2: Bye.